Wouldn't it be great if you could crack the code on anxiety to figure out what really is the anxiety caused by and how can I switch it off? I mean, that's something I really have been hoping for when I was having anxiety for many, many years. Wouldn't it be wonderful to have a way just to make that go away? Well, I have to say I'm glad it didn't go away and I'm so glad that the anxiety was pushing me and nudging me for so many years, at least until my 30s, because without the anxiety, I wouldn't talk to you. Without the anxiety, I probably would be still either a depressed physician or a guilt-ridden scientist because I had to do animal experiments and now, thank God, I'm a vegetarian. Without the anxiety, I wouldn't have found my calling and my purpose because the anxiety told me something. It told me it's time for a change. What change? Well, I didn't know that. And I want to explain to you today more about why we feel so powerless because we have anxiety, but how this sense of powerlessness is actually an opportunity, an opportunity to do something that I call rewrite your owner's manual. Let me start from the beginning. So anxiety, let's agree with that for a moment. It's not a flaw, a weakness, something is miswired in your brain. Let's just assume that the anxiety is there because it has a purpose, it has a reason. And naturally, you know, the first thing that comes to mind there is it tries to protect us. But how do we know what we need to protect us from? Well, that's something we learn very early in our lives. I think there, there's maybe only two real fears that are uh, kind of evolutionary, you know, tracked down or passed on. And that's a fear of um, falling and the fear of snakes. I don't know if it's true, but that's what I read. <laughs> But when it comes to our individual anxiety, that's something that usually is based on our experiences early in life. So when you are, you know, a little and you got for the first time rejected or scolded or made fun of or neglected or maybe even abused, any kind of hurt makes a part of our mind, that deeper part of the mind, the subconscious, feel startled. And it said, oops, uh, what's going on here? We have to watch out. That does not feel good. And if that happens maybe one or two times again, that inner protector says, I need to rewrite here this idea of we are safe, we are wanted, we are supposed to be here. It doesn't seem to be right. Let's create a new set of beliefs to make sense out of that. And those sets of beliefs, like I'm not safe, people cannot be trusted, I'm not really lovable. All those beliefs are then creating also behaviors. And there are two tracks that subconscious is choosing from. That inner protector says, well, we have two options here. You're little, you don't really have a lot of skills, nah, probably also not a lot of power. So let's just do either the avoidance track where you're staying away from anything or anyone that potentially can hurt you, 
or let's do the pleasing track which is basically leaning into our saviors or the people that's supposed to protect and nourish us and make sure that they like us so become the good little girl or the good little boy or become the helper or become the one that at least is a chameleon and can blend in so these are the two tracks that the subconscious is choosing from and it sounds very reasonable right i mean yeah why not if this can help us to survive if this can help us to avoid pain and discomfort go for it now the problem is over time that we are actually giving our power away and what i mean with this is that we are putting so much energy into observing for potential danger or observing to what other people want and putting ourselves last that we feel like a balloon more and more deflated and when we become more and more deflated it may feel lighter for a little bit and like a relief at the beginning but eventually we do feel like we don't really have any power we don't really have any agency and when we don't feel we have power naturally we feel even more scared and we feel even more dependent on these patterns and eventually we figure out well no matter how many people i avoid or please i'm still anxious and that leads to depression that leads to a sense of i don't know what to do i'm pretty hopeless here which a lot of people with chronic anxiety have been feeling now the second issue is even bigger bigger than feeling powerless which is that when we are on those tracks we don't really spend time on ourselves we don't ask who am i what do i want what are, am i good at what is my purpose here because we don't focus on ourselves we are protecting ourselves but we are not really feeling we have the luxury to uh, discover who we are or you know just like uh, spend time with uh, these frivolous thoughts on what makes us happy and that indulgence in ourselves seems to be just so inappropriate that naturally we become more and more aliens to ourselves we don't really know who we are a lot of people that are anxious are really uncomfortable being by themselves they don't like to spend time with themselves it's almost like they're sitting in a room with a stranger that they don't really know how to relate to or let alone talk to and that is the real reason why the anxiety can keep us you know or can keep us stuck and can make us feel stuck for decades because we do really feel that we are defined by the emotion and defined by these patterns and that there is really nothing else to us so to break out of the anxiety and to break out of this powerlessness we literally have to write a new owner's manual that means we have to start figuring out now that we are no longer little now that we can actually take care of ourselves we can feed us we can drive even we can you know make some money we can deal with things we have learned we are not dependent on a parent anymore now it's time to write a grown-up manual and redefine our belief system redefine how we want to see the world redefine 
how we want to see ourselves. And that is the journey to self-empowerment. That is what my new book, The Empowerment Solution, is all about. And that is what gets you more and more into a sense of being your own authority, being the leader of your life. And when you're the leader of your life, you don't need to avoid other people because you're safe within yourself and you don't need to please others and try to fit in because you know you're at home with yourself and then there is no need for the anxiety to be there anymore. In fact, I believe the further we are away from ourselves, the more anxious we are, not only because that's a scary thing to not really be able to rely on yourself, but also because the anxiety actually can tell you, if you turn it around, hey, you're not really knowing yourself. You're not really yourself. You're not on your path. And that's certainly what my anxiety had tried to tell me for many years until I finally paid attention. But you don't have to wait to read the book, The Empowerment Solution. You can already start this journey of self-empowerment, this transformation from anxiety to empowerment now. And the way to do this is simply to go through a three-step process, which is called OWN. Observe is the O. What you do is simply notice when you are either anxious and then you're wondering, what are I going to do when I'm anxious? How do I react to the anxiety? And you're noticing, oh, there is a pattern that gets started. Just notice how this pattern is fitting into either avoidance or into pleasing and how it gives your power away. So I'm going to give you four examples of patterns that you may relate to. The first one is the pattern of thinking about the past, thinking about the people that hurt you, that did you wrong, and laying awake at night and wondering, why did this happen? Why did they do this? What did I do wrong? And then always thinking about when the next person will do the same or similar things to you. So that is the pattern of avoidance of having to go through pain again, through trauma again, but at the same time also seeing yourself as a small, powerless victim of the past. A second pattern could be the pattern of not daring to be yourself. That could be simply that you are not daring to go out of the house with colorful clothes or wearing what you want to do because you're feeling like you get judged or unwanted attention. So you agonize, what should I wear, what should I wear? And, and really spend a lot of time and energy on ultimately caring more about other people's opinions than about your own. And the third pattern could be the pattern of uh, procrastination. That's again an avoidance pattern where you have a stack of bills and you just don't want to look at it because you feel like it's hopeless, I cannot handle it. And of course, the bills just keep on coming. And then the fourth pattern could be a pattern where you, know, you are once again uh, getting a call from a friend who says, hey, can you help me this weekend take care of the kids or help me move? Or, well, you know, I have such a problem with my, uh, you know, partner. Can we just talk? And you always say yes. No matter how busy you are, no matter how little energy you have, no matter how much you are struggling, you say yes. That's the pleaser pattern. So watch these patterns. And rather than judging yourself, just notice, 
these patterns may in the moment feel like a little relief. Yes, I'm avoiding conflict or I'm avoiding uh, discomfort or any kind of repetition of the past. But in the end, on the long run, they only backfire because they are only short term and not helping you to grow beyond those limitations long term. And then the W is what do I believe really about myself and the world when I am in this pattern? I believe I'm not safe because the past can repeat itself. Or I believe I shouldn't be visible because being visible is unsafe. Or you believe that I cannot deal with challenges in my life because I'm a failure. I'm not good enough. Or you believe I cannot say no to a friend. I always have to be there for them because if not, I will end up alone. And being alone, oh my God, that is really scary. So those beliefs are beliefs from the past and you can backtrack them even to where they started and you can see, huh, they may have been true at some point, but do I really need to have these beliefs again? And then comes the new belief. That's the end of the own. What is new? How do I want to believe about this? If I could really choose any belief that makes me feel more empowered, what would it be? I am the source of my own security. I care more about what I like and what I think about myself than what other people think. I can handle anything life brings me and I have a right to take care of my own energy and put myself first because if I have nothing left inside of me, I also have nothing to give to others. I mean, there are a lot of positive beliefs you could imagine. And then how would you act? Would you simply let go of the past, say, I have learned from it. I gonna see signs if something should repeat itself. And I can then also say no to the people that potentially could just also hurt me like the others in the past. But I give new relationships an opportunity. I have grown from what happened to me. I'm not defined by the trauma or I love to express and share who I am with the world or I love to tackle challenges. I can always grow beyond those challenges. I have the resources inside of me to do that and I have a right to be someone who can say no and I say it and I know I can say it in a gentle way. So, you know, you would tackle those bills, you would say no to this friend, you would wear colorful clothes, you would, uh, you know, really open up yourself again to meeting new people. Those are then the actions that the belief would make you do or that the belief would give you permission to do if you want. The point is that you have in your mind then a new blueprint for a new way of living. Doesn't mean that you immediately trust yourself that you can do it. And it will be probably more likely that you fall back into old patterns. But your subconscious will realize, hmm, he or she or they have created a new version of themselves and a new version, at least an imagined version of the world. Let's see if we can actually make that happen. In that moment when you can envision how else to be, you're motivated and curious to look deeper and find ways and find the resources to get there. And that is what the keys, the six keys to self-empowerment 
in the self-empowerment or in the empowerment solution in my new book can really help you with. It's a journey of self-discovery and the keys are reaching from self-responsibility to self-love. How do you actually love yourself? And when you have all those keys with you and have unlocked all your full potential, you become the creator of your reality, which you already have an idea of what that means to start with, to be the architect, to create a new blueprint. And then with those keys and those powers in your hands, you actually become the leader of your life. And we all have a birthright inside of us to become those leaders that ultimately lead life, not just for themselves, but also to share their gifts and talents with the world to make it a better and more sustainable place. We owe it to ourselves and we owe it to life.